This week's episode of Mind Theater is a video essay. For the full experience of the show, click the first link in the show notes. Thanks. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the fucking money, shithead? When it comes to comedy and film, the first names that come to my mind are Joel and Ethan Cohen. They're truly some of the best directors at marrying the comedic and dramatic. For the Cohen brothers, comedy is a tool like any other, one that gives us insights into the world, their minds, their characters, and the messages of their films that span an elusive number of genres and styles through both historical and modern contexts. And just like any other directorial or editorial skill, it's one that evolves over the course of a filmography. In this essay, I'll be exploring three variations on their comedic reverence in three different movies. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. Bullshit. Market eight, dude. Uh, Excuse me. Market zero. Next frame. First, let's start with a cult classic, The Big Lebowski, which for me is the epitome of comedy for comedy's sake. It's a movie that basks in its own ridiculousness, its unexplainable ridiculousness, its eccentric characters, its comedic dream sequences, its idiosyncratic dialogue, its eclectic soundtrack. Almost every scene is quotable, etching itself into your brain with its absurdist earworm nature that blurs the lines between the pseudo-philosophical and comedic dialogues. So that there's no reason, there's no fucking reason why his wife should go out and owe money all over town and then they come and they pee on your fucking rug. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Yeah, but... There's a lot of ways to approach a Heist Gone Wrong movie, but the comedy in this one is one that infuses every fiber of its identity into our understanding of it. It's inseparable in this way. This fact of the Big Lebowski only heightens its greatness for me. It makes no qualms nor puts on false airs concerning our relationship to filmmaking as a conduit for one of the most basic yet compelling aspects of storytelling, its ability to make us laugh. Like many Cohen works, it's a movie that is entrenched in symbolism while simultaneously eluding understanding or deeper meaning. And by that very same notion, the highbrow fare that pervades much of its runtime and dialogue can't help but give way to slapstick and the truly absurd. We fucked you up! Show me what you got! Nihilist. I fuck you! Walter, come on, he's got a sword thing, man. shit with a nine-toed woman. I fuck you! Fuck you! It's not all last with the Coens, however. Another film worth diving into concerning a different shade of their comedic abilities is their 2007 cut, A Serious Man, one of my personal favorites, which takes on a more Shakespearean element to its comedic sequences, playing more candidly within the depths of irony, the contrived, and subversion of lowbrow humor. A Serious Man, like other cuts in the Coen's filmography, falls squarely in line with their unjust world principle that defines their bodies of work. It is comedy that is born from these everyman protagonists who seem cursed, their eternal damnation understood by the audience as punishment from the divine. For what reason we can't entirely be all too sure. Larry Gopnik as a character is case and point. To be a serious man is to have the world constantly undermine your perspective, your intelligence. We live in extremely unserious times, and that contrast between those who attempt to understand the world 
and that uncaring world that makes itself impenetrable to understanding is a kind of dramatic irony that we just can't help but laugh Something is very wrong. I don't want Santana Abraxas. I've just been in a terrible auto accident. There's an unkind levity that can be found even in the darkest of narratives, a kind of humor born from that which is harrowing. A serious man understands that comedy born from tragedy is one that reminds us of comedy's three-dimensionality, its existence not as a separate emotion, but an emotion that can be applied to our varied circumstances. Which leads us into the final variation on the Coen's comedy, comedy born from tragedy. I'm sorry, thanks for the thought, but uh, it's not going anywhere. I'm tired. Inside Lewin Davis is a piece I've always considered more black than comedy. A story of a man with a lost cat, a failing career, an abject father, a love lost, of death and suicide, and the stomach-churning ordeal that is existence. It's the comedy of life in which laughs don't come easy, in which the cruel, uncaring world seems even more so than ever. But when the laughs do come, they often shock even ourselves. In a life consumed by tragedy, laughter isn't a breath or respite from the action, it's an almost psychological response, a subconscious emotional reserve out of our own control. I think it's this subconscious appeal to laughter during our darkest moments that reveals a deeper aspect to the human condition. It shows us just how much what is sad and funny are often interlinked or one and the same. A fact we can all find a kind of nihilistic comfort in. Do you ever think about the future at all? The future? You mean like flying cars? Hotels on the moon? Tang? And this is why you're fucked. No, it's why you're fucked. Whether it's comedy that provides a moment of levity, or comedy that brings us closer to understanding characters, or comedy that transports us deeper to the unshakable reality of our tragic worlds, the Coens are the best at marrying the humorous with the dramatic, crafting a comedic mythos over the course of their filmography that spans the depths of the human experience. I'll be halfway to heaven under horsepower of my own. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced written by me, AO Acting Bada. For updates on the show as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.